0: Everyone these days has a theory about what's wrong with the MBTA and how to fix it. Today on the CODcast, we talk to two people whose opinions about the T really matter. I'm Bruce Mole from Commonwealth Magazine, and I'm joined by the two chairs of the legislature's Transportation Committee, Senator Brendan Crichton of Lynn and Representative William Strauss of Mattapoisett. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks so much for having us, Bruce. Let's go big picture here, right out of the gate. You've held two oversight hearings. Your committee has packaged around a report from the Federal Transit Administration looking at safety issues at the T. In your minds, based on what you knew already and what you've learned since, what's wrong with the T right now? Again, big picture, not little specific things, but what do you sense is the big issue that's wrong at the T? Senator, you want to go first? I was going to defer to my
1: house colleague, but I'll take, uh, take a stab at it. I mean, I think what's most striking is uh, the lack of progress that has been made since 2019, when the fiscal management control board had come up with their safety report sometimes referred to as the La hood report. And when you look at that document it had raised you know many issues that you know had been raised prior but. Uh, many knew where you're talking about a, a collapse in communication at the MBTA. So I think the way that the MBTA communicates uh, with the outside, with the you know the legislature, uh, with the administration, with the public, but also internally, uh, with workers not feeling empowered to raise major safety issues. Uh, so for me, you know, the biggest thing that stood out is uh, an organization um, that is you know operation operating without sound communication, which has led to serious dysfunction and. a a wide array of problems from workforce to actual capital needs not being met and it's a serious issue which unfortunately has led to tragic consequences.
2: Representative. Well, uh, obviously it's a complicated issue, uh, but I I, I agree with with everything uh, senators just said and, and would add this this take on it, which is that for a long time, and so it's a I would call it a bipartisan failure over many years or a nonpartisan failure over many years. The way in which leadership and leadership decisions have been made with regard to the T have failed the public. And we've seen it in the most consequential way during the last year, which is in terms of safety. Uh, There, of course, have have been other failures that relate to uh, expansion equipment upgrades, uh, service, timing, things like that. But the worst of all is when safety is neglected. And I think that uh, if I could say anything that uh, ultimately will lead to a correction, it's that we have the kind of management leadership at the T that reflects people uh, in those positions who have a history of uh, not just uh, managing or being in charge of these type of agencies, but having done so successfully. Uh, I will say this, many other states, which I think we should use as a model, populate at the leadership positions in their transportation agencies, going right up to the secretarial level, people who have a career experience, in delivering transportation services, as opposed to uh, the more policy oriented people who have ideas. Those people I think can always find a home to articulate their positions, but transportation is the kind of public service that I think needs to be managed and overseen by professionals who have spent a career successfully uh, in this field. And I think ultimately, Everything we've seen with regard to whether it's safety, capital, equipment, establishment of priorities, reflects uh, that kind of background in what has been historically top leadership in these uh, in these agencies, and particularly the T.
0: Now that's a that's an interesting point. Both of you make interesting points, but let's just follow up on that, representative. So, you know, the T went through. Uh, I don't know, it was rapid turnover prior to Steve Poftech arriving. I mean, I think they had nine in seven or eight years. It was, it was a turnstile. And I, I, I struggle a little bit whether, because uh, we're approaching a new administration that is going to come in in January. And there's a lot of people say, throw them all out, start all over again. And, and yet there are others who are a little more cautious about that. Uh, and wondering whether more continuity would be good. Judging from your answer to what's wrong, and now we're moving into how do you fix these things, are you saying we need a sort of wholesale change in the management of the T?
2: I think at the upper one, two, three, however you want to define it, management levels within the T, yeah, you're going to need a dramatic shakeup. Uh, I think that would have certainly helped morale because at the direct delivery of services level, uh, I think you've got uh, some really good employees, dedicated career people, and, uh, and they take their cue from the managers. One state I'll just offer up as an example for, for your listeners is a couple of years ago, four years ago, when Governor Pritzker in Illinois came into office and they had a similar question as, to who would be put into these top transportation positions. They picked a career person who who had really uh, worked their way up and and it's worked well. And I think that's a model other states use. So with regard to the T, and and certainly the the current general manager is uh, thoughtful, smart, sincere, wants to do a good job, but he does uh, uh, reflect that that history of coming from the outside world into a really complicated management uh, position. So I don't have any names to recommend. I don't think it would be appropriate, but I think the characteristics of what we're looking for and uh, are, are definable, but I would include that going up to the secretarial level as well, that there's no reason why your secretary of transportation can't be an experienced transportation professional. As I say, there's plenty of roles and plenty of place for policy people uh, to express their thoughts. But in terms of the direct delivery of transportation services, we want professionals doing this. And, and that's the theme for the future of the tea I'd like to advocate for. Senator, you have any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with, uh... Chair Strauss, in terms of the the dedicated, hardworking, very talented uh, workforce over there at the T, certainly there are, are many folks who would like to have that continuity, that institutional knowledge. In uh, folks that, I mean, you know, there are different priorities from administration to administration. And I think with the, the next governor coming in here and uh, being able to lay out her, uh, his or her vision, I guess. Um, her vision. Her uh, vision. uh the future. Uh, you know, that's going to affect how how these uh, public servants and, and transportation experts are working. You know, obviously there's a huge workforce shortage there. There's going to be a need to hire you know a ton of more people, uh, but we would like to have some continuity at the workforce level. At the higher level, you know, I, I've kind of just you know been more focused right now on working with the administration and that we have a lot of things to do for the remainder of the year. I'm rooting for the T. sometimes it doesn't seem like that when you watch our oversight hearings or you hear you know read our comments, it's you know out of concern, I think that the committee has to get this right for public safety, but we're all rooting for that. I mean, we're rooting for the orange Line to open up as fast as possible. Like it's I, I, I want Steve, uh, the secretary to to do as well as they can and to you know fix anything they can uh, as this uh, administration comes to uh, its end.
0: Now, in your hearings, you both have broached the idea of making broader changes at the T. Maybe maybe it needs to be spun off in a different way. new I mean, I'm not saying you guys put your finger on one specific thing, but maybe a new oversight. Lots of different possibilities have been floated. A lot of people just say the T need, needs more money, um, which is, seems to always be saying it needs more money. I was curious... Is new management, new ideas the answer, or do you need to package that with some legislative reforms that need to go into place? Either of you have any thoughts on
2: that? Well, I do believe, and certainly we've seen that in terms of the capital uh, needs of the team and the way in which uh, the operations budget that we discovered at the last hearing in September, the operations budget had been, uh, I think, shortchanged in favor of capital when in fact both needed to be supported so uh, i think going forward there's no question that t will need more money but if anyone thinks that this is a just write a bigger check issue i think um, i don't think they're being honest with themselves or the public uh, i think the way in which the delivery of services is is managed has to be part of the discussion and i think both of us have intentionally challenged people out there to, uh, as long as we're having this discussion uh, and, uh, and it comes under uh, difficult circumstances related to safety, but it, as long as we're going to have this discussion, we should think as dramatically as possible. And some of the thoughts I've expressed since um, we had our first hearing in mid-July is that we should not confuse what the T does with the T as an entity. Transit services, whether by bus, by subway, by commuter rail, and still uh, ferries, uh, which is worth an entire entirely separate discussion. But in all these modes, they are there to get people back and forth, and uh, that is the mission. And it exists within the overall transportation system of the Commonwealth, which relates to our state, federal. And, and local roads, and to some degree, the, the airport connections, of course. So the public just moves around and doesn't keep track as to which part of the uh, state bureaucracy they are entering at the time. So the mission is the overall transportation system. If the T is part of that system and functioning well, fine. But since it's not functioning well by any metrics or any measurement, Um, then I think we have to say, is there something about the T as an organization that needs to be dramatically changed or salvaged and rethought? And uh, I understand that there are some people who can't imagine a world without the existing MBTA as an organization. So they've reacted aggressively to that suggestion. And that's fine. I, I welcome the discussion, believe me.
0: Senator, how about you?
1: I, you know, I, I agree. Uh, many of the points Chair Strauss raised and certainly certainly the questions uh, that he's asked, you know, need to be asked and they need to be thought of, you know, I'm not quite at the point where I've laid out, uh, you know, a framework, legislative framework for, you know, how we approach this moving forward. I think, you know, we, we still have uh, oversight hearings we're conducting. We still have, a, a, you know, a ton of information we're digesting and meeting and trying to be as thoughtful as we can. I do agree, uh, it needs to be both you know the the funding piece but also reform uh, on the funding end, you know this is long before I became chair uh, chairs and I'm sure Strauss did this I know my old boss Tom McGee did ask the question to the governor. How much more additional revenue money does the T need to operate a safe, reliable, robust transportation system and the answer has always been we've had enough. I think sometimes even we, you know, we have, if you gave us any more, we wouldn't be able to do anything with it. Yet now, after this disastrous, uh, these safety incidents and tragic loss of life, sadly, and the FTA coming in, we have, you know, an administration now asking for more, finally, you know, that would have been helpful years ago. Uh, Certainly, I think the legislature wants to be a partner in this, wants to make sure the resources are there. And just one other point, too, I, I do have some concerns that while we Safety must be the top priority, and this funding must be our focus right now. And in working with them on this, that we don't lose sight of the greater vision of what our transportation system could be. I hope that we can invest in these, you know, in operations and, you know, no longer, you know, suffer from the same consequences of deferred maintenance that we have. But, you know, the system, even if this system was running perfectly, it is not serving uh, every person in the Commonwealth, certainly. It is not serving people in the communities that they live in. Um, So, when I don't want, you know, important projects like the electrification or regional rail, whatever you want to call it. Those things need to continue to make progress as we fix uh, some of the more immediate safety concerns. I think all of us are sort of thinking,
0: you know, this current administration, if you will, helped push through, uh, I think it started with the previous administration, but pushed through a, a heavy purchase program of new orange and red line cars, and, and they're moving ahead with Green Line and, and moving ahead with a lot of big capital projects. And I remember the FTA uh, sort of raised the possibility in its report that the T the was trying to build itself out of a series of problems. And I think you both have said yes, it needs to do that, but it also needs to take care of operations and maintenance. And that's where partly the money comes in, uh, I would think. Now again, next year is going to be a, a, a new starting point. You have a new governor. Things can start off. Have those discussions between the two of you at least, have they accelerated to where you're going to come up with some new funding stream? Or is this it's going to be doled out on a year by year basis? Or what what are you what's your thinking about how this would work?
2: Well. Uh, I'm, I'm glad the Senator mentioned uh, our friend and, and former colleague, uh, Tommy McGee, because uh, there's rarely an interview I don't get to bring up this uh, Senator McGee, Mayor McGee uh, uh, quote, which is every year is transportation. And so I can guarantee you that it, uh, in, in the next session, funding issues, not just for the T, but for all of transportation will be front and center. And the difficult money decision, and I'll give you one semi-hypothetical example of the way in which any manager uh, faces this at the T with regard to say the subway, is certainly uh, take the red line, take, take the orange line, while the manufacturing has been occurring for replacement cars. You have an aging fleet that you know your goal is to get rid of because you're under contract to buy new ones. But the difficult financial decision, which I think has to be made, again, on the side of safety, is every day you leave an aging piece of that fleet in service so that the public is boarding it. And certainly we saw this with with. Uh, take your pick, sadly, of the the different tragedies that have occurred during the last uh, year, year and a half. Uh, If that train is put into service, if that bus is put into service, you have to spend the money to keep it as safe as possible. You cannot defer, even if you know it's about to be taken out of service when the new ones come along. You have to, every day, make sure that that is fully safe. And that means spending money when maybe a bean counter would say, well, that's not a good time investment. It is a good investment because it's in the cause of, of safety. And I think that's been something that that has been missing. So uh, new funding streams, certainly the legislature has, has pursued that. Uh, we did in the timeline of, of reform over the last 20 years. We actually, in the year 2000, for the first time, introduced the concept for the T to actually have a budget. So when people think of the good old days of the T when things in their memories uh, were okay up until 2000 when we introduced forward funding, the T never had a budget. They would run their operations and then after the close of the fiscal year they would turn in a bill and say to the commonwealth and say here pay us for what we did. So Uh, They are still in the the growing periods of identifying a budget each year, predicting expenses. And then at the same time, we dedicated a penny on the sales tax from everyone around the state, which generates over a billion dollars a year. And as my Senate colleague has, has just said, we have repeatedly said to the administration and the administration before them, if you need more money, tell us. And we have never said no to funding requests. to to meet the T's obligations. Uh, So there's no question funding will be on everyone's plate who's in the legislature and certainly for our next governor.
1: So, yeah, I I agree with Chair Strauss on that. I mean, it's certainly, you know, as cost of inflation and, you know, many folks are are still struggling. now. There's never a good time to or fun time to have this, you know, tax or revenue discussion. But I think that's our role uh, as a legislature. You know, we've already in the transportation bond bill, had passed, uh, you know, provision to create a mobility pricing commission to take a look at it, recognizing that, you know, just starts to reference the, the sales tax, uh, but also in terms of the gas tax, you know, that is money uh, long-term that is not a sustainable uh, source of dedicated revenue as folks start to switch to electric vehicles. So taking a bigger picture, uh, you know, it's been done. I know it's been studied. I'm sure people are tired of hearing of commissions and, uh, you know, reports, but we need to take a fresh look at it. You know, a lot has changed uh, due to the pandemic, a lot has changed due to technology uh, you know, the public's opinion on how they prefer to be taxed and other things, you know, certainly a larger discussion around that. You know, I hope the fair share amendment is passed so there'll be some additional revenues for uh, transportation overall. But like Chair Strauss said, I think uh, next session, uh, I suspect that this will be part of our, uh, you know, focus uh, both on the committee, but, you know, every legislature cares very much about this and, um, it's definitely going to be a tough conversation, but a needed one.
0: And last question I wanted to ask the two of you. I don't know how close you pay attention to the, the board that oversees the T, but there's, there was quite a shift about a year ago to a, from the Fiscal and Management Control Board that came in in 2015. And while not running the show, was very hands on in terms of sort of scrutinizing various things of the operation. This new board, I think, came in with somewhat of a mandate, it felt, to let the management do what they needed to do. And they were more of a sounding board and less hands-on. And it struck me that this, again, when we have a change in administration, there's a lot of catching up to do when new people come into this situation. And this board spent a long time, it dialed back its meanings and spent a long time learning about the T. And it was a little frustrating to watch that they, it, they just sort of took a hands-off attitude in a lot of ways. And I'm curious, do you feel there, I know Representative you've talked about maybe making it part of a larger transportation agency or changing it that way, but is the management oversight, is the oversight of the T tough enough on the T right now? I guess I'd say that.
2: Well, So here's the, here's the way, and I'm, I'm not trying to uh, uh, sidestep the question. But what it does perfectly highlight and I agree with the the stated part of your question that uh, the people who are serving on the newly constituted or more recently constituted board have taken a more reactive philosophy toward how they see their board responsibility and what that really goes back to is what I was saying earlier. We can have great structure, we can have the um, chain of command and identify the positions in flow charts, but the people you put in these positions at the end of the day is really what matters. And so uh, while everyone who sits on the board currently have resumes that indicate uh, qualifications to serve on that kind of board, The key thing, and I think this is uh, front and center for the the next governor, is for her to look at candidates for that position that have a philosophy of engagement. And I would look as an example, not just as the individuals, but as an example, the original control board members uh, appointed when we created that board in the first year of Governor Baker's first term ended up having a very proactive role. Uh, And in fact, we saw it in safety. They were the ones who pursued and and organized the LaHood Commission and and that report. That did not come from the secretary or the GM, uh, the then secretary or, or the GM at the time. That was a control board initiative. And so that would be the example of the kinds of people you would want to see populate a board like this uh, under the next administration?
1: Yeah, I think um, you know Bruce, I would see you at many of the control board meetings uh, back in the day. And you, you look at you know, a lot of hard work done by some really talented people and also willing to push the envelope. I don't think there was, I think they had a little more freedom to, to pursue ideas. Uh, unfortunately, many of those weren't uh, put into practice despite votes taken. So you look at electrification in phase one, you know came to it just moving as slow as you could possibly be after a vote. You look at means tested fares, the chairman referenced the, the 2019 report. You know, there were a lot of directives from that board that I think were well thought out, uh, that were put on the shelf by this administration, uh, which was tremendously disappointing, uh, to all of us that care about transportation. And on the new board, you know, I, we had chair Taylor testify at our most recent hearing, you know, t- very experienced, a ton of uh, you know, institutional knowledge, uh, very bright, like. I mean, a person that uh, you know I, I have respect for, but it, as you mentioned, it, it was a, a a very visible shift in terms of uh, how the board functioned. I think you know, I don't think anyone can dispute that. Just in terms of the recommendations, the votes taken, um, I would like to see a more proactive board in the future. I mean, the whole idea is to kind of you know hold folks accountable, to get things moving, to um, you know, make sure we're making the the smartest and best decisions to have a safe and reliable transportation system and I'm hopeful that whether it's under a new structure or the existing structure, that the next administration will, you know, see that as the mission and not handcuff any members of the board from, you know, using their experience and wealth of knowledge to push forward ideas and solutions. One last thought I'll leave you
0: guys with on this, though. To be fair, uh, this board, this new board was put in under legislation that was passed, and it was partly in response to the LaHood report. Those folks at that time said, you're spending too much time in meetings with this board, cut it back. And and the board, to be fair to them, had already cut it back, even though the law said they had to meet three times a year. They just ignored that. And we're, we're already scaling back. But the new board came in with one meeting a month. And I think the message to them, frankly, was back off let the management do what they need to do, be more reactive. Um, so it may be something you want to think about as you craft new legislation, because I think that was an issue, I'm not sure whether it came from the governor or the legislature or how that worked out in the in the wash, but there was, there was a, a, a message in that legislation, back off a bit, don't be so aggressive. And maybe what you're saying now is, maybe we need to move that around a little bit, don't know. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. I want to thank Senator Crichton and Representative Strauss for joining us today. And to our listeners, we'll see you again next week. Thanks.